Welcome to Live Prayer. I am Bill Keller. Good to be with you on this Thursday evening. I pray it's been a great day for you. It's good to be back together once again. Oh, a little word of warning for my note takers. You had an easy night last night. You knew tonight was going to be a big one. We've got a big program for you tonight. Packed full of information. So sit back and enjoy this program. If you're new to the program, you're watching Live Prayer. We come to you live in living color every Monday through Friday from 11 to midnight Eastern Standard Time. Wherever you watch me tonight throughout this great land of ours, from sea to shining sea and from border to border, thank you for tuning in. Friends in other far-off great lands, welcome to you as well. Once again, I'm Bill Keller, founder of LivePrayer.com, world's largest interactive Christian website. Reach a little over 2.5 million folks each and every day via the Internet. Please check us out online. Web address coming up on your screen liveprayer.com, liveprayer.com. So, pray it was a great day for you. Quick 23-hour turnaround. We're back together again. And like I said, lots of information for you tonight. So get ready. Four things I ask you to do for me each night in the program. First, pray for me and the program. I appreciate that more than you'll ever know. Second, continue to encourage people you know to sign up for the free Live Prayer Daily Devotional. They'll get it in their email every morning. It's free like everything at Live Prayer. Great way to stay plugged into the Lord. About a three to five minute read each morning. Again, it's that reminder every morning that, hey, this walk with Christ isn't an hour on Sunday morning. It's literally 24-7. Third, of course, is continue to tell people about the TV program. I appreciate you doing that. And last of all, if this ministry has been a blessing to you as we come up on the year end, please pray about a special year end gift to live prayer. As you'll notice when you go to my website, there are no advertisements. We don't sell books, trinkets, tapes. We don't do trips, cruises, conferences. We are a 24-7 ministry reaching out to the world literally via the internet each and every day, 24-7 now for over 24 years, going on 25 years. And we do that each month as a walk of faith. Been in the ministry 30 years, online now, like I said, over 24 years. March will be 21 years on TV. That's all been possible because friends like you pray and friends like you have supported God's work here. Um, this I don't play games and I don't get into all the gimmicks and the love gifts and all the other stuff that many of the ministries do, and that's between them and God. We've taken a simple approach, modeling this ministry after Paul's ministry, where he just put one foot in front of the other each day, shared his needs along the way, and trusted God by faith. So please pray about supporting us again. Up right-hand corner of my homepage is a donation link. Gives you our address in St. Petersburg, Florida, if you want to drop something in the mail. Also, a link to our credit card portal, if that's more convenient. All right? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this night. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity, once again, to gather in your name. Lord, we never want to take one of these moments for granted. Thank you for this day you've blessed us with. Thank you for all the blessings that you showered upon us throughout the day. 
I appreciate my friends, Lord, who have made the time to join me tonight. I lift them up, their families, pray for their needs to be met. And now, Lord, we commit this time to you. We ask that you use it for your glory. Speak to our hearts and minds. We ask and pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. By the way, uh, just quick programming note. I know next Thursday night is Thanksgiving. We will be here at our regularly scheduled time, 11 o'clock Thanksgiving night. As a matter of fact, this will be the five-year anniversary since we left uh, Legacy Television. For the first 16 years of this program, we were on regular TV stations and networks throughout the country over 16 years. We moved everything to the streaming platforms on Thanksgiving evening of 2018, five years ago next Thursday. So we will be here and uh, we invite you to share an hour of your Thanksgiving with uh, with me on next Thanksgiving evening at our regular time at 11 o'clock. All right. All right, let's get started. We've got a lot to get to tonight. Lots to get to. Let me clean up the whole thing with G and Biden, okay? The meeting amounted to zero. Zero. Uh, Other than what G might have got out of Biden, which we may find out down the road, I believe his main reason for coming was really for what he did last night in meeting with uh, all of these Uh, corporate leaders, Silicon Valley uh, executives, because G has continued to make sure that the principals of these organizations are making money. In the meantime, he's breaking this country financially through taking jobs, intellectual property, and all the rest of it. So that was his main purpose for this whole trip, okay? Um, and again, we don't know what Biden gave him, but I guarantee he gave him something. Because don't forget, G has bought and paid for Joe Biden. That's a fact. Um, he made some kind of an agreement to uh, work on the fentanyl situation. That's a lie. He's not going to do anything. He's uh, made a few comments about climate change. China remains the number one polluter in the world. That's not going to change. Okay. What they didn't talk about was the origins of COVID. Not a word. What they didn't talk about was G's plan to invade and take over Taiwan. Not a word. What they didn't talk about was G's involvement, very close involvement now with Iran and Russia. Not to mention the fact that he is working to take the American dollar off the playing field as the world's reserve currency. And trust me when I tell you folks, I've been worrying about this for years now. If that ever happens, the economic climate here is going to get so much worse that you cannot imagine. And G's totally involved in that. And of course, I guarantee you, Biden never mentioned the word Uyghur to G at all. So again, just a typical feckless uh, performance by Biden. But what do you again? What do you expect? G owns him. He got his money's worth giving those tens of millions to his incestuous reprobate son for Joe's good pleasure. By the way, G also never interacted with the press. 
for one minute. Not one minute. Not one minute. Of course, his lapdog media was there to cover every inch of it and, of course, report it back to the Chinese people as his great, this great uh, heroic performance. You know, they're kind of like our press with Biden. I mean, they literally sit there and with a straight face tell you how great the economy is. They sit there with a great fa straight face and tell you what a master of diplomacy and foreign relations Biden is. He's maneuvering us around two wars. Hey, media idiots, there were no wars when Biden took office. Whatever he's doing has been his doing. The economy's in the toilet. But they sit there and they put, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I don't, there's no difference between the corporate media in this country and the Chinese media back in Beijing. Not, not one difference. Not one difference. Now, as I mentioned, G's real reason was what happened last night. After he got rid of doddering Joe, Dementia Joe, he was the featured speaker and the guest of honor at a major dinner that I hear cost $40,000 a plate to attend. There were 400 of the top corporate leaders and uh, tech leaders in the country that were at this dinner. Again, he gave the keynote address. Got a standing ovation when he showed up. The monster of Beijing, Winnie the Pooh, gets a standing ovation by our corporate community. And i got to be honest with you, I don't know the last time that somebody who's probably responsible for a half a billion people being dead was treated like a hero. He's, he is clearly responsible for the death on his watch of 100 million Chinese, and they've slaughtered in the womb another 400 million children, mostly, mostly female children. So they gave, this, they gave this murderous monster a standing ovation and treated him like some great hero. And don't forget this, please. He is on record, and he's never reneged on this record, that he wants to see this country destroyed. He's not looking for competition. He's looking for dem demolition. By the way, it was interesting. Remember when Biden was in Poland? This was early in the uh, war in Ukraine and Russia. And he was over there, and he wasn't on a teleprompter, and he started running his mouth, and he said the quiet part out loud. We are here to get rid of Putin. Okay? Now, those who follow the geopolitical landscape pretty much knew this was their main goal. But, of course, that's not what was presented to the American people, right? Don't forget, the war in Ukraine was a, was a pure CIA, U.S. State Department operation. And when Joe was in Poland off script, he, he said the quiet part out loud. We want to get rid of Putin. Okay? Last night, he went off script and was asked if G's a dictator. He said, 
Of course he is. He's a dictator. Now, normally, that would have caused great diplomatic problems. There's a picture of Secretary of State, his, his uh, Secretary of State political hack, Tony Bl uh, Blinken, who was in the front row when Joe was giving these remarks and his face turned ashen when Joe called G a dictator. But G doesn't care. He knows Joe's Joe's Joe, right? Uh, he also, off script, basically endorsed Gavin Newsom for president. Said something to the effect that, uh, yeah, he could do my job good or something. I mean, when Joe's off the prompter, problems happen. Problems happen. Now let me talk to you last about what happened last night. I mentioned on this program, it was unfolding really as we were on the air last night, and that was the pro Hamas demonstration at the department uh, at the uh, uh, DNC headquarters, which is really part of the whole Capitol complex. Okay, because in the process of this uh, insurrection last night. They had to close down the Capitol and shut down all the Capitol offices. Now, six police officers were injured. But, by the way, the, uh, the insurrection mob was about 100-some people. Very well financed. Their whole purpose is calling for a ceasefire. Uh, these are pro-Hamas anti-Israel demonstrators as we've been watching all over the country and college campuses and popping up in a very uh, professional way in cities around the country, right? But in the process of the violence last night, six police officers were injured. The mob used pepper spray against the officers. And like I said, the Congressional Congress, the Congressional building and office building were all on shutdown and lockdown, okay? Now, the media last night was proclaiming this was a peaceful demonstration, okay? Only one person was arrested. And this morning, good luck finding anything about this violent insurrection last night in the mainstream media, in the corporate media. They ignored it. Now, here's the interesting thing. They have been rounding up 99% of the people who on January 6th didn't break anything, didn't assault anybody, didn't hurt anybody, yet they've been hunted down like dogs, their lives destroyed, pre-dawn raids, no bond, stuck in D.C. gulag and other jails around the country with no bond for six months, a year, two years, no trial, total obliteration of their constitutional rights. And in the process, they jammed through about twelve to 1,300 convictions 
Most of them are plea deals because people just wanted the pain to end, so they took a deal, even though they did nothing. They couldn't afford to defend themselves against the government, uh, the government operation that was coming after them. Okay, and what are they charged with? Uh, assaulting officers with pepper spray, uh, causing an insurrection or a riot—not insurrection, but a riot disrupting Congress, all the same things this mob last night did. Yet only one was arrested. They were released on their own recognizance within an hour. And I guess my question is, will these people be hunted down like dogs, thrown in jail with no bond, charged up to the yin-yang with every charge possible, forcing most of them with no money to bond uh, to uh, take plea deals and then go to federal prison for two or three years? How many of those people last night do you think are going to be in federal prison anytime? Uh, I'll give you the number right now, okay? And if I'm wrong, I will be on this program asking your forgiveness for being wrong. But I will say here tonight without any hesitation and tell you the number is zero. Zero. At the same time, and then today you had uh, pro-Hamas demonstrations looking for, again, ceasefire. The Bay Bridge in San Francisco, they literally chained themselves together and blocked the traffic on the Bay Bridge. Montreal, Canada, you had a similar situation. These people are intimidated. And by the way, just for the record, they are very very well-funded by Marxist organizations, anti-Israel organizations, okay? Unbelievable. And at the same time today, I told you a lot, there's a lot to happen today, so you hang with me, okay? Lots happened today. Um, we found out today, let me just, let me just find this real quick, okay? That Robert Hur, he was the special counsel that Merrick Garland appointed to deal with the boxes and boxes and boxes in three or four different locations of classified material that Joe Biden had in his possession. And let me remind you, at the time he took possession of these classified materials, he was either in the Senate or the vice president. He was not president. He had no executive privilege to have those documents. Yet we find out today, now don't be shocked, okay? Don't be shocked that the special counsel is not going to recommend any criminal charges be filed. Yet you got Trump sitting right now under 32 counts for possessing documents that as president, he had every legal right to possess. Every legal right. Unbelievable. No charges. Meanwhile, Trump's facing 32 counts, and he was president with the full rights of the the chief executive to have 
any documents he wanted. By the way, that case, of course, is being heard in Florida by Judge Cannon, who is a Trump appointee. But as we, as we found out, that really doesn't make a mountain's worth of difference because these federal judges are appointed for life. But the media is going out of their mind. Let me tell you why. They want all these trials to be over as quick as possible so they can get a conviction on Trump. Now, I'm sitting here to tell you, any conviction they get on Donald Trump will ultimately be overturned on appeal by either a, uh, a district appellate court or at worst at the Supreme Court level. Okay? They're trying to jam these cases through quick. Well, Trump's people say, wait, 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 wait. You're throwing millions of documents. You want to go through this. You want to go through that. So, you know, they're, they're slow walking. I told you last year, before these indictments even came down, I would be shocked if any of these trials ever happened before the election next year. Well, special counsel Jack Smith thinks he's so clever. He indicted Trump on the documents. That was his first indictment on Trump. And then he superseded the indictment meaning he added to it at a later date. Every time you add to an indictment, the clock kind of starts all over. And then in the meantime, he indicted him in D.C. on the January 6th stuff. So you two you got two federal trials. Judge Cannon in Florida said, listen, I'm not setting any kind of, a, of an advance of, uh, 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 noticing on, on, on this case. We're going to have routine hearings, you know, in the interim. But I'm not pushing this through. You decided to supersede the indictment. You decided to indict him again in D.C. You did that. You can't be happy. You can't put the man on trial two places at the same time. You can't put the man on trial two places at the same time without him having the ability to do fairly defend himself. So the media is losing their mind. They want Judge Cannon taken off the case. You know what the problem is? In D.C., these, these faux judges, these faux federal judges, are just rubber stamps for whatever this out-of-control DOJ wants to do. Whatever they want, sure, they just sign off. They don't even question it. They're being challenged in Florida. They're not used to that. The media's not used that. And if they don't give the DOJ everything they want, the media thinks the whole thing's rigged. So it looks now like the Florida documents case is never going to see trial before the election, as I told you. And then, of course, you've still got the January 6th trial that they're trying to ramp that up in, in March of next year. Now, that judge, again, she's in D.C., Chutkin, a Trump hater. She's going to do everything in her power to get that trial in before the election. Trump's going to have to. Trump's going to end up at the appellate level, at the Supreme Court level, challenging all of her rulings because she's going to want to just jam this thing home without even taking a breath. And then, of course, you've got the. Um, you've still got the. Uh, 
trial down in in Fulton County with Fonnie Willis, that sham of a RICO trial. Again, that's another one. She's the one that wanted to indict 19 people, okay? Those are not simple cases. They're very complicated. Complicated cases get take what? They take time. So the only case that any possibility of going down before the election is the... Uh, is the uh, January 6th case. But again, I think with Trump's appeals on these various rulings, there are going to be garbage rulings, just like he's been getting in New York. Um, that case is going to slow way down too. Sorry, that's just the way these these cases normally take two, three, four years to come to trial anyway. You got January 6th people almost three years later so I've been tried. Are you kidding me? Yet they want to jam this thing through in five minutes? Give me a break. And then you got this pathetic human being, Chris Christie, out there just chomping at the bit that Trump's going to be indicted and convicted early next year. See, this is what he and neocon Nikki and DeSantis, what's left of him, are all waiting for. They're just praying that Trump gets indicted, gets convicted, the people leave him. It's only made him stronger, and it's only going to continue to make him stronger. The people know a railroad job when they see it. They know unfairness when they see it. Look at just what happened today. Joe Biden had a hundred times more documents than Trump had. Had him in three or four locations, out in the open. Trump's documents were all with Secret Service protection at Mar-a-Lago. All out in the open. He was a senator and a VP at the time he took these documents illegally. Yet, they're going to give Joe a pass. People understand basic fairness, okay? Speaking of DeSantis, the latest Florida poll came out, and he's down by 40 points to Trump. And he's the sitting governor of Florida. He's down 40 points. You know what? He's got to make a decision. Because he's got until, I believe, December 12th to actually take his name off the Florida ballot. And let me tell you why I'm even saying that. I personally don't believe there's anything he can do to ever have a political career when he's over this. He bought the billionaire donor class uh, fairy tale hook, line, and sinker that he was good at. Trump wasn't going to be able to run. He was going to be disqualified. DeSantis was going to be the man, blah, 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 blah. Lied to the people of Florida when he was being reelected, knowing all at that time he was going to run. But if he's got any hope of any kind of political career, he cannot be on the ballot in Florida. I think the, uh, the uh, Florida primary is next March or something. But February 12th is the last day to either be on the ballot or off the ballot. He's on the ballot right now. But if he's in that primary and he gets dumped on by Trump by 40 points, he's he, he is officially over. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, I don't think he's got a political future ahead of him anyway, but we'll see. Um, by the way, there is a 100% Heavy push now by the uh, billionaire globe, Republican billionaire globalists 
100% pushed now by the Murdoch Empire, Fox News, uh, the New York Post, the Wall Street Journal, and it's all on neocon Nikki, man. You know, DeSantis flamed out. Nobody else is getting above 2 or 3%. Neocon Nikki's nowhere. She's nowhere either. She's she's still behind Trump by 40 points everywhere, too. But she's the one they're hanging their hat around. And without and Yunkin's not doing it. That was a smart move on his part. Um and, and just so you know, she's gonna be hanging around again, just in case, somehow, some way, this lawfare takes Trump out. Or somehow, some way, yeah, maybe Trump's not even alive to be able to run next November. Just saying. That's how sick these people are. They're not running with the understanding that they can take on Trump and beat him. They're just running to be in the picture in case something happens to Trump. That's a real pathetic way to live life just between you and me. The, the head of the CIA, Burns, he's in Kiev with secret meetings with Zelensky. Um, they need to keep this war going at least through the elections next year. Plus, they want to keep the grift going. Of course, they've got a problem now because they're not getting any money out of Congress. Oh, and Zelensky was lamenting the fact today that people forgotten about Ukraine. He said all the focus is on Israel. And they've forgotten about Ukraine. I told you before. This, this really sick human being has sacrificed probably 100,000 of his countrymen. And for what? There's no way he was ever going to beat Russia. No way. Like I said, at any moment, Putin could drop the hammer and turn Ukraine into a parking lot. There's no way Ukraine was ever going to... He sacrificed 100,000 people at the behest of our CIA and State Department to see if we could dislodge Putin. And at the end of the day, everybody's going to make a lot of money sucking those U.S. dollars. Right? And in the meantime, to make all that a reality, the 100,000 Ukrainians have lost their lives. And it didn't have to happen. Terrible. We've been talking about TikTok recently. This Chinese digital crack that they've basically implanted into the phones of Tens and tens of millions of U.S. people. Guess what popped up on TikTok today? Now, none of this stuff is an accident, folks. Okay? None of this stuff is an accident. Back in 2002, Bin Laden wrote a letter to America. And it was his reasoning why 9-11 happened, okay? Typical narcissistic, uh, psychotic reasoning, okay? 
guy is an evil monster. But this letter from bin Laden, the, the letter from bin Laden to America, popped up on TikTok about 36 hours ago. And you got to understand something. TikTok is full of, you know, it's, it's the home for all of the pro-trans crowd. It's the home for the pro-Hamas crowd. And you had people on TikTok, young people, weren't even alive on 9-11, praising this letter from bin Laden and basically agreeing with, yep, we deserved it. We deserve 9-11. I agree with his reasoning. I agree with his thought process. He had, to, he had to do this. We brought it on ourselves. We are responsible for 9-11. Okay? That's what you had on this Chinese app for the last 36 hours. Now, they're trying to do damage control. and They're trying to start taking it down. And everything, But the damage has been done. It's out there. They achieved what they wanted to. They've got this whole uneducated, ignorant crowd of, i got to be honest with you, mostly, just being honest, mostly white women. You look at these crowds at these pro-Hamas rallies and stuff, there's a big percentage of White and you know another thing, and I talked to you about this before about uh, these people who go to these Antifa BLM things. A lot of these kids come from very privileged backgrounds, prep school, you know, parents with a lot of money. Obviously, didn't didn't do a good job parenting. That's for sure. Of course, virtually none of these kids ever step have stepped foot in a church in their life. Okay. But you look at the crowds at some of these pro-Hamas things and stuff, you're going to see a lot of, of, of white women between 20 and 30. But, so, so you've, got this, you've got this crowd now geeked up, the pro-Hamas, the anti-Israel crowd that wants a ceasefire, you're killing the poor Palestinians, you know, maybe Hamas might have wanted to think about that on October 6th before October 7th dawned. Just saying. But that, that same crowd, they're now getting all on board with, with uh, Bin Laden's Obama, I almost said. Talk about Freudian slip. Uh, Bin Laden's infamous letter to America that was, came out, I think, in 2002, about six months after 9-11, and again, it was his justification, his reasoning, why what he did was a righteous and noble act. I'm telling you, folks, the anti-American sentiment in this country is at a place I've never experienced in my life. And I'm not even talking about the 10 million or so illegals that are here. I'm talking about from people who are legitimate U.S. citizens, born and raised here. By the way, Mengele Fauci is now admitting that the vaccines 
cause myocarditis. What an interesting revelation after he spent two and a half years lying to the world that no, anybody says that. They don't respect science. There's no proof that these vaccines have anything to do with myocarditis. I guess his next revelation is it interferes greatly with the reproductive uh, cycle, with, with fertility. That'll be his next great revelation after, again, denying it for two and a half years. He knows the legal hammer's coming down. He knows the legal hammer's coming down. If he lives long enough, he's going to see prison. I believe that. I really do. Well, uh, let me rephrase that. If Trump gets back in office and Fauci stays alive, he's going to see prison. Because I'm telling you, one of the things Trump's, Trump's been very forthright. When he comes in, there's going to be special DOJ committees with full subpoena power, the full way of the United States government. We're going to get to the bottom of COVID. We're going to get to the bottom of January 6th. We're going to get to the bottom of the stolen election of 2020. He's going to go back and make sure once and for all, even though the statute of limitations have run out on a lot of the stuff, but once and for all that the, the history, the real history of the Russia collusion scam is on the record, okay? There's going to be a whole, a whole commission on the uh, immigration policies of the Biden administration. Mayorkas better get ready to get his prison jumpsuit ready. Um, what, what else? And then there's going to be a complete deep dive into the, how the Ukraine war came to be and the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Now I know people say, well, he needs to look for it. No, 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 no. No. I have sat here for the last seven years and told you many, many nights that the only reason we had January 6th, the only reason we've had a lot of these problems, the only reason we've got the weaponized DOJ today, I believe in my heart, is because they got away with criminality in pushing the Trump-Russia scam, which everybody knew was a lie, but they did it anyway. And nobody paid a price. Oh, a few people lost their jobs. Many of those people should have been in prison. But nobody was held to account. That's why it's important to go back and clean all these issues up, not only for the historical record, but to make sure people understand that you want to do this again, you're going to end up the same place Mayorkas and Fauci and all these other people. Now, don't forget, this is just another log on the fire. Another log on the fire. Why they cannot let Donald Trump back in the Oval Office. Because these people know. I mean, he hasn't been shy. He hasn't been hiding anything. He's been very upfront. And they know darn well if he's back in power after the lessons he learned in those first four years, he knows exactly now how to come after them and hold them accountable. So you've got people whose very freedom is at stake if Trump gets back in. I told somebody 
today that if you don't believe in God and if somehow God allows Donald Trump to be president again in 2024 and you still don't believe in God, I, I'm sorry. I can't help you. I've never said that before in my life. I always believe that there's a chance to reach somebody, even the most unreachable person. But if, 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 if with everything that's against him, we know, number one, Scripture tells us it's God that puts men in power. God takes, God takes men out of power. So we know that to be a fact anyway. But this isn't your normal, you know, election, you know, Nixon and Hubert Humphrey, okay? Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter. This isn't your normal election. And the only way Donald Trump with everything against him could be president by God. Um, by the way, I was thinking to myself, these people, these pro-Hamas people, Jew, the, the Israel haters, they all want a ceasefire. Why aren't they calling for a ceasefire in Ukraine? Just asking a question. And they're so upset about the way the Palestinians are being treated. Why don't you ever hear a word about the two plus million Uyghur Muslims in Nazi-style concentration camps as I speak in China? I don't see any demonstrations for the Uyghurs. Just asking questions. By the way, the Pentagon failed to audit an, an audit. They failed an audit of $3.8 trillion in, in military assets. And when I say they failed the audit, they couldn't even do the audit. The, 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 the Pentagon is so screwed up. They state that there's approximately $3.8 trillion in military assets. And every year, there's supposed to be an audit of those assets. Every year, they spend anywhere from 180 to $200 million performing this audit. And every year when it's over, it's incomplete. That's how dysfunctional this government is. By the way, APAC is a major Jewish uh, lobbying organization. They lobby, you know, for Jewish causes, right? APAC. They're committing a hundred million dollars to defeat Elon Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Alexandric Ocasio Cortez, Jamal Bowman, the uh, Ayanna Presley, Massachusetts, and Cory Bush, St. Louis, the squad. They are going to earmark $100 million to put candidates up to get the squad members out of Congress. How about that? How about that? That's great news, right? By the way, let me repeat something I shared with you tonight about the FBI. There, there, there are, there's a whistleblower that has, you know, you know, 
leaked some documents. The FBI is now targeting, targeting FBI employees who are unvaxxed, refuse to ever wear a mask, ex-military, and go to religious events like church. They are being targeted to be purged from the ranks of the FBI because those people are most likely going to be supportive of Donald Trump. By the way, that pro-Israel rally the other day on the uh, on the uh, Washington Mall in D.C. If you weren't watching this program, or you weren't watching, you know, some some of the conservative media outlets, you didn't even know what happened. The corporate media acted like it didn't even happen. Three hundred thousand, it looks like the number was. Oh, by the way, they didn't leave any garbage. There was no violence. No arrest, which, just for the record, that tells you that if they want to secure an event, they know how to secure an event. They didn't want January 6th secure. That was unsecure on purpose, okay? But back to the pro-Israel rally. Corporate media didn't even acknowledge it existed. Didn't even acknowledge it existed. Ugh. By the way, the media, man, they are fear-mongering. You know, they see Trump not not backing down. They see Trump getting stronger with every rock they throw at him. He just beats it away, and it makes him stronger, and more people support him. They are now out there fear-mongering daily how Trump is going gonna, is gonna to weaponize the DOJ after his political enemies. Now, they say this with a straight face. What do you think that they've been doing to Donald Trump since the day he left office? Are you kidding me? They're accusing him of getting ready to weaponize the DOJ against his political enemies. You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. They're also upset because he's talking about mass deportation of all these illegals. Putting them in camps. Getting them out of the general population. I guarantee you right now, if you took a poll of just people, I don't care, Democrats, Republicans, Independents, whatever they are, just take a poll of the nation. I would be shocked. And again, anonymous people, you don't know who these people that vote are. They can just be honest, right? I would be shocked if you didn't get 80% of the people in that poll to agree with the mass deportation of all of these illegals. And of course, they're back to his speech last Saturday where he referred to people as vermin. And of course, we know where that came from. That's right. Der Fuhrer, Adolf Hitler. I think the other night I told you that in the, in, like in a 24-hour period, MSNBC had referred to Trump as Hitler, I think, 38 times. 
CNN wasn't quite as bad. I think they were only at 22. But I'm just telling you, this this is where they're going. The fear-mongering. That if Trump gets back in office, democracy will be destroyed. Oh, really? You mean like democracy was uh, destroyed when you stole an election? That kind of democracy being destroyed? See, that's, that's what I'm saying. These people are so arrogant and so brazen that they basically accuse the other the, the people they don't agree with of exactly what they're what of what they are doing. Oh, that's right. That's that word for the year, isn't it? Projection. A couple years ago, the word of the year was what narrative, right? Taught you all about narrative. This year, it's projection. Declaring that your opponent is going to do exactly what you are doing. Well, Elon Musk, man, he was supposed to have a big speaking spot at this Asian Pacific event in San Francisco. At the last minute today, 30 minutes before he was supposed to go on, they canceled him. Canceled Elon Musk. Richest guy on the planet. They don't like Twitter. They are upset that Musk is, you know, it's still not anywhere close where it should be, but it's not the lockdown tool of the government that the rest of the social media sites are. Oh, and you know who they put in his place? Oh, that would be Mr. Climate Change himself, John Kerry. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, these told you that they were going to come after Musk with both feet. By the way, here's something interesting. Of course, we all know January 6th, you had the pipe bombs that were laid at the DNC and the RNC right next to the Capitol on the night before, right? Of course, they could never find that pipe bomber. Amazing. Couldn't find him. They tried to get his cell phone, but somehow the uh, data from that cell phone tower was all, uh, all garbled and wasn't accurate. Isn't that amazing that happens? You got the one camera in the in in the in the uh, uh, federal lockup where Epstein is. They probably have a thousand cameras. The night he hung himself, only one camera wasn't working. The one on his jail cell. Isn't that amazing how that happens? You had the cocaine in, 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 in at the White House. Nope, nope, the cameras didn't get anything. And you got the pipe bomber on, on video. No, nope, can't find him. Track down a grandma that walked through, the, that was in the Capitol for 30 seconds. Track her all the way down to Alaska and kick her door down. Can't find this guy. Well, here's, here's another uh, event from January 6th. A lot of people didn't pay attention. Remember they keep showing those gallows that's supposed to be where they were going to take Mike Pence and hang him. Number one, those were not, it was not a workable gallow. It was just a representation. But it was there all day long, right? Well, we now know from video footage that four people showed up at 6.30 in the morning with a, with a, with a truck and a bunch of uh, big baskets with wood and they rolled it onto the Capitol grounds and erected those gallows. Took them about 40 minutes. Nobody stopped them. Nobody asked them what they were doing. 
Nobody asks him, why are you doing this? What is this about? And one of the guys, kind of like the leader of the bunch, he decided to go get a cup of coffee. But instead of stopping at about 12 coffee shops, he, he passed about 12 coffee shops to go to one specific coffee shop, about eight blocks away from where the, where the capital was, where they were building the gallows. That coffee shop happened to be just across the street from FBI headquarters. Now, he could have stopped, like I said, at least 12 locations before the one he picked to get a cup of coffee. He went specifically to that location to get a cup of coffee. Just happened to be across the street from FBI headquarters. Of course, we have no idea who those men were that constructed those gallows. I find it amazing. People show up with wood, start to build gallows on the grounds of the Capitol. Nobody stopped them. Nobody said, what the heck are you guys doing? Who authorized this? Who are you? Where's your permit? None of that. They just worked away and built them, and they stood there all day. And, of course, the media kept showing them all day long. That's where they're going to hang Mike Pence. We are going to find out one day, not that long, what an absolute scam was pulled on this country. But again, everybody got away with it. They put together that sham January 6th uh, Kabuki theater. You know, blame it all on Trump. And why in the name of this world, the Republicans, after 10 months, don't have a January 6th committee to get the real information out. They're useless. They are. Oh, listen to this one. We had those elections a few weeks ago in Pennsylvania. There was an election for the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. There was a Republican running against a Democrat. At some point in the evening, 386,000 votes were removed from the Republicans' totals. And the Democrat ended up winning by 207,000. Now, we know they add votes. We watched them add votes all night long back in 2020, right? We know they will stuff the ballots and add votes and do a... In, in, in the life of me, I've never seen them take away 386,000 votes. For what? On what basis? How do 386,000 votes just disappear? This, this just broke, so... I will be on this over the next few days because this, I mean, you know what, it, what have I just told you? They always push things too far. And at some point, they just don't care anymore. I told you many, many months. They just don't care anymore. I mean, like what they did today with the, with the Biden. He had no business having any classified documents. He did not have any legal authority. Yeah, no, we're not going to charge Biden. In the meantime, Trump's sitting under indictment for 32 counts for documents that he had every right to have. And let me let me let me end with this. The Catholic Church, it's pretty sad when when they do something right, that becomes news. But hey, you know, the Bible says give credit to where credit's due, honor to honor's due. I guess when the Catholic Church does something right, 
I guess it is news, but today they came out very strongly and stated that Catholics cannot be part of the uh, of the uh, Freemason cult, the cult of the Freemasons. Now, that's been a long-standing, uh, you know, edict within the church because the Freemasons are a cult. No Christian has any business being part of the Freemasons. And I don't want to get into it tonight. I've written a bunch of daily devotionals. If you go to my website under daily devotional search, type in Masons, Freemasons, You'll get the devotionals. Maybe I'll take time one night to talk about it. But the, 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 the Masonic Lodge is a cult. And the Catholic Church, rightly so, is very, you know, states very strictly. You cannot be a Catholic in good standing and be part of the cult of the Freemasons. Well, they reiterated that today. So I guess good for them. They actually are following... Follow biblical truth for once. Woo! All right. All right. My note takers, you can massage your hands. I know I know they're hurting tonight, but uh, lots to get to tonight. And uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow as we close out the week. All right, before we get out of here tonight, if you never made a decision for Jesus, want to give you a chance to do that right now? Because all this temporal things that we talk about each night, it's important because you need to understand what's going on in the world, how to navigate this world we live in, what to expect, how to, you know, how how to how to be able to be the most effective witness for Christ we can be in this fallen world. And you can't do that if you don't know what's going on. You know, what have I always told you? Information is power. Don't be intimidated by the information. Be emboldened by it, right? But the greatest information is that we're all sinners and Jesus died for your sins. And by putting your faith in Jesus, your sins can be washed away. If you want to make that commitment to Jesus tonight, pray with me. Dear Lord, I come to you this night asking you to forgive me of all my sins. Lord, tonight I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord, my Lord, and my life is yours now and forevermore. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. My friend, if you pray in a minute, the Bible says you're saved, not because of a few words, because of your faith in God's grace. I have a book I'll send you. It won't cost you anything. Drop me an email.